The Joey P Project. Where science and men collide. Welcome back to the Joey P Project. Our adventure into the human condition continues. That's right. The condition of humans lately has become the condition of Americans. Because Americans are freaking crazy people. But uh, yeah, welcome back. Uh, we had a little holiday weekend, so we, we took it off and did some like project things. Hanging out, chilling, chasing some muff. You know, we did that through the icy hot on, see if we could attract any muff. We did. And, you know, pursued and chased the muff. So I hope you guys all had a great holiday weekend. All the projectors out there, all the PC cops who we're going to talk about today, everyone in the land of planet Earth, most of which didn't celebrate Memorial Day because it's an American thing. But, you know, Americans think that the world is America. Anyway, anyway. Cobra Kai's back, baby! That's right. We're back. <laughs> so what we say? Today we're going into 80s films. I know I've been on an 80s kick lately. And the weirdest thing is, is I, I used to, like, I, I, won't, I don't want to say I hated the 80s because I grew up in the 80s. I didn't hate it. But, like... There's people out there who just like, they're obsessed with the eighties or like the eighties were the greatest thing ever. Just like, yeah, those people who love, who long for the fifties when white supremacy ruled all. But lately, well, probably not lately, but like the last couple of years, just seeing the way the world is or not, not even the world, just um, the country I live in. I am actually appreciating the decade of the 1980s and the 1990s. They were awesome. I'm sure the 70s had their thing, but I don't remember it. So like the 80s and the 90s were pretty sweet looking back on them. Yes, they had the problems. Of course, the 80s, crack, AIDS, Ronald Reagan, not so awesome. But even that, well, not the crack and AIDS. <laughs> That's was not awesome. But even like Ronald Reagan, like history is making him so much better than he actually was because he actually gave really good speeches now you have i don't even i don't even know what this guy is even saying like this is uh, he, for all of you who follow hip-hop you know what the word like the meaning of the word flow is like the, donald trump has no flow it's like broken english it's weird and like everyone wants gets angry that they speak english if you're going to be here in this it's one thing you can't write English properly, like your grammar's off. But if you can't speak like proper sentences, then uh, you shouldn't be telling people that they have to speak English. Because honestly, I, his, his sentences have no structure to them. They're just, they're out there. But anyway, it's not about him. It's about the 80s. And the fact that the PC police that are running rampant amongst the land here are just out of control and I want to you know take some time to talk about 80s films you know what 80s films would make people's heads explode now and would just cause all kinds of problems on the medias of social and the twitters and just have people losing their shit constantly and it's it's the perfect week because Roseanne just got nailed for some Ambien-induced tweet. Well, she's blaming Ambien, the sleeping pill, which is pretty hardcore stuff. But still not an excuse. For some, some tweet about some woman who... I, I didn't even know who this person was, this lady. Apparently, she, she was a member of, of uh, President Barack Obama's something staff. 
cabinet. I don't know what she did. Like, I had to Google her. Like, my friend hit me up. He's like, Roseanne's canceled. And then my mom hit me up. Roseanne's canceled. And everyone's like, Roseanne's canceled. And I'm like, wow. Because, honestly, I'm a huge Roseanne fan of the show. And I've seen every episode from season one till now. And it's my favorite rerun show out there. It's it's hilarious. And I think the reason why it was so popular and I loved it so much is because it was real. Um, it was a real, it portrayed a real family in real America. Like a lot of these sitcoms are great. They're entertaining. They're funny. But there's no like reality based in them or they're slightly based in reality. And the rest of it is just like every, every, all the actresses are hot. The dudes are like, are people like think the dudes are hot. Um, they have problems, but they don't have like, in Roseanne, like they had problems paying the bills. They had like real life problems. They had kids, their kids growing up with birth and all stuff, smoking pot. And they were like a lower middle class family. It wasn't like most sitcoms you see are middle class or upper middle class. They don't really ever have a show on now about like people struggling to make ends meet financially, but then doing it and like making people laugh while they're doing it and showing a unified nice family. Like real America, like most of America, you know, although on social media people portray it, but a lot of America, you know, they're, 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 they're living paycheck to paycheck. That's basically the best way to say it. Like the Roseanne show, they were living paycheck to paycheck. But anyway, I was a huge fan. Um, still am. But uh, the show got canceled. It was doing great ratings. Um, and the show, actually this year, like the one they were having out, like, Actually, it was actually making fun of modern day America. You had the Trump voter and the Hillary voter and the, the, the cross-dressing kid and, you know, the dad taking pills, buying guns, all kinds of stuff, like taking the prescription pills. And of course, you had the people coming out who's saying, you know, defending Roseanne and, uh, you weren't mad at this, 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 and when this person did that and that person did that. And like, it's almost like people lose their jobs now when they say something stupid. Like what she said was bad. Like I'm not defending what she said, but I didn't even know who the woman is. And I don't even think it was the Muslim Brotherhood part. I think it was the Planet of the Apes part that really, you know, took it to a new level. I'm thinking... Because saying someone's from the Muslim Brotherhood, who, who gives a shit? But I think the Planet of the Apes thing is uh, what pushed people over the edge. Either way, um, they can't defend it. It got canceled. Maybe someone else picks it up. Who knows? She's doing fine for herself, so she, she's going to be fine. But uh, you can't complain. You know, you can't say, well, this person said this, 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 and this didn't happen to him. And then you can't complain about back and forth like we always go into the frauds of America and the hypocrisy and that's what's happening. You know, for those of you who don't know, America is just a place where people pick a side to stand on either side of the street and throw rocks at each other, even though they're both rejects. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't cry about free speech and then say the football players have to kneel for a national, have to stand for a national anthem or leave the country. Like, you know, free speech is free speech in both ways. So it is what it is. She's canned. Whatever. You know, life goes on. That's why I've, I've I've been sitting in my little, you know, I've been hanging out here in the veil of reality in my little castle of solitude. I don't really interact with people in the world at the moment because it's just, it's ridiculous. But what I want to talk about is if, if 80s movies made in the 80s were released now, like the holy, the holy shit uproar that would happen would actually be quite comical. I'd love to see people's heads explode. And let's just set this straight right now. There isn't one side of people who gets overly offended. You know, we know there's a right and a left and both sides get offended really quick. They're triggered really fast. They just get triggered by different things. And then they, no, I don't even want to go into it. So anyway, I did take some time to watch some of these movies on the other night. And then I also have some up here on the tablet to look at and it's funny because there's actually articles out there 15 most offensive 80s movies and everything and you're reading through them 
And the funny thing is, like, I'm looking at it right now, and, and coming in at 10 on one list is actually coming to America. And <laughs> controversial comedy back in the 80s is what it says, because, you know, two black guys pretending to be African princes is offensive somehow. And, you know, I guess I guess the way they portrayed Africans and and the arranged marriages. I think the big problem people are having was the arranged marriages. And, uh, <laughs> it's just like, who cares about arranged marriages? Like you're making a movie about how, how could that be offensive? I mean, anyone who watches game of Thrones, which I do, it's the greatest show ever made. Um, it's all about arranged marriages. Maybe because it was a different time and era, but I mean, if that bothers you, yeah, I don't want to tell you. You know, Overboard, which they're remaking, that that was a problem because he he tricked a woman into being his wife or servant. Like, really, that's that's bothering you. Like, at some point, you have to understand it's just comedy. You know, you just laugh, have fun, enjoy yourself, step away from the world for a minute. But they're remaking it, of course. We're going to do a pot podcast on that, on all the horrible remakes they've done of 80s movies. I don't know why they remake them and then destroy them. Like, they do them so bad. Especially if they're, they're I guess, studios like, you know what? These were really popular. These are very popular movies. Let's do it again, and it should make money. But the problem when you try to redo a popular movie from the past is you're never going to capture the same magic that that film had, and people are just not going to like it. You know, there's very few remakes that actually people like. So, yeah, Overboard. But in this Overboard they're coming out with now, it's they're flipping the role. I guess it's going to be the dude who, who gets tricked by the woman. Equal rights, whatever. Um, there's people here that are upset about the movie Tootsie when D- Dustin Hoffman dressed up as a woman to get ahead. And, you know, that's, it's insulting to, tra- it's insulting to the transgenders who are actually struggling to get by. And this guy dresses woman just for success. I wonder what they would think of Mrs. Doubtfire. That's not an eighties movie, but you know, him dressing in drag just so he could, he could get ahead in his career was an insult to the transgenders. It's just, and you can go on and on and on, but these aren't the, really the movies I want to talk about. Oh yeah, and there's Sixteen Candles, Long Duck Dong. That he was hilarious. Yes, he was an Asian, an Asian um, exchange student who went by the name Long Duck Dong. Now, the name itself make people's heads explode. People probably get mad at me because I think the name's hilarious, Long Duck Dong. He's like the donger needs food. And we had Farmer Ted, the kid who, who like took the panties into the bathroom to pretend he, he got, he got, he made the sex with Molly Ringwald, but she gave them to him, but that's objective to women. And then the Jake guy, he took her girlfriend and she was all plastered and, and, and they made the sex and Jake gave him his girlfriend so he could make the sex with her while she was plastered. So he could break up with her. Come on. I hate to break this to the PC police, but kids are having sex. They just are. They still are. They did then. It's not like a new thing. They're probably doing it earlier now. Although we did it pretty early. I mean, I can't speak for everyone, you know, especially the internet trolls. They're probably, you know, the 40 year old virgins out there. But I mean, most of us started pretty early, 14. You know, 15, you got into it, 16. But I would say, you know, the majority of kids back in my day, between the ages of 14 and 16, we'll go 14 and 17, you know, got some muff. And some didn't, but still, nobody, nobody went to college and made it out of college. A virgin. Except for the legendary Ed, of course, who's still going strong with the virginity thing. I don't know. Can you say? 
he's in his you know what I can't blow a spot like that let's just say Ed aside and the people who troll people on social media and write in comment sections with no profile picture or some weird avatar they're all still going strong with the virginity which is weird because Ed has no profile picture so I guess there's a correlation between profile pictures and virginities but most of us were having sex so you know okay he he took advantage of a drunk girl I guess that's rape actually I should just probably edit that out okay that is rape all right don't don't go taking advantage of wasted guys or girls bad it's just it's, it's just bad all right the whole consent thing rape all that fun stuff stay away from it so maybe it didn't insinuate that but are you gonna get outraged over it no 16 candles is a classic it's just a classic farmer ted what can you do long duck dong and he had like the girlfriend or he met the girl and they were lifting weights the chick was like riding uh, you know what watch it you'll laugh but it, it would totally people would freak out about it about the whole you know about long duck dong and about the freaking sex with the drunk girl it would just it wouldn't work Probably why they haven't remade that one because it's a classic. Out of control, Soul Man, that's a classic, right? I've actually never really I I, I watched it the other night, but I, I Soul Man is the one film on here that I haven't seen a lot. Like most of them, I've watched a lot, but I haven't really seen that one. I've seen that one like once or twice in my life, and basically is is a you know. A white kid who who was in blackface the whole film, you know, trying to get into college. I think it was on affirmative action. But the thing is about that, Robert Downey Jr. did that recently in Tropic Thunder back in like two thousand and eight. He he played, you know, but they did it like he was so into his character. He was such a method actor that he was playing a white guy. He was playing a black guy. He was a white guy playing a black guy, and he got a procedure done, and he did the whole film in character as a black man, even though he was a blonde-haired Australian. And people didn't really care about that, but that was also like 2008 or nine. So, you know, we've come a long way in such a short span that that might not work now. But I guess in Soul Man, he... Soul Man, it looked like he had shoe polish on himself. And he was just an all black face and people would, it, there'd be serious problems if they did that now, you know, it just, it wouldn't work. And the fact that the name in the movie was Soul Man, like there's that whole Soul Man, like the title itself would, would piss people off, you know, Soul Man, the white kid pretending to be black so he can get into school and it's called Soul Man. Like coming in America, Soul Glow. Remember Daryl had the Jerry Curl going, and he would do the, the commercials about the Soul Glow. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, uh, Soul Man probably wouldn't work out too well. Then there's the classic. It's not even a trilogy; it's a movie series. But Police Academy. First off, Police Academy is hilarious. The movies are hilarious. But I could just see, I think the biggest problem people would have with it would be the freaking Blue Oyster Bar. Like they would walk into that bar by accident, think they were somewhere else, and it was just dudes in leather, like chaps and leather vests. They like portrayed uh, gay men back then as like bikers, but they were gay bikers. You know, with all the leather and the and the hats and stuff, and that that song would come on, dun 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 dun, and then they would start dancing. Captain Harris would start yelling for Proctor. If everyone needs a visual, a visual, like a a thing in their mind about what what the legendary Ed looks like, think Proctor from Police Academy. And of course, Ed for Edward Nigma, the Riddler from the current uh, TV series Gotham. 
he's very Proctor-like, and he looks like Ed Nigma. So that's why he's called Ed. So think Proctor. Think the Riddler from Gotham. Just huskier. He's husky. And virgin. But, where was I? Oh, the Blue Oyster Bar. Probably, first of all, the depiction of all gay men are just in a bar dressed in all leather. Probably wouldn't work because, I mean, they don't do that. I mean, we, I've never seen, I've actually never seen a human being dressed like that. But I guess it was humor. It was funny. Whatever. They would, they would get tricked to, into going there. And then that horn would play. And then they would start dancing. And it was like a running joke. Like Mahoney would trick him into going there. They would go, they would end up at the Blue Oyster. But people would lose their shit. I don't even know, like, I can just imagine it. Could you imagine, like, take a minute and just picture in your mind what the PC police would think of the Blue Oyster Bar. Take a minute, grab it. If you've never seen the movie, watch it, because you're not going to regret it. You're going to, you're going to have so much fun, you might pee your pants. But, uh, they would lose their mind. They would lose the fact that there's actually articles. Like I was actually researching this. I wanted to see like eighties movies. See the, the amount of articles I found about offensive eighties movies was staggering. The fact that people are actually pissed about it now. They're already pissed about it now. Imagine they actually came out now. All right. They had Teen Wolf on one of these lists because that Styles dude who hung out with the wolf said, thank God you're not a fag. And these internet warriors who wrote the article lost their brains. Uh, They had a problem with with vacation and Chevy Chase because he tied the dog to the bumper. (laughs) I'm laughing about it. But he tied the dog to the bumper while they're at like a rest stop. And he forgot the dog was on the bumper. And he took off. And they're like, what's that noise? And was the leash hitting the ground? And then they were like, he must have kept up for a couple miles. <laughs> but the dog died. You know, he killed the dog by accident. And there were people writing about how horrible it was. And it was like, like cruelty to animals. First off, the dog never really died. Right? The dog didn't die. There was no dog actually attached to it. It was a joke. It was like part of the movie. It's like every dog movie they make, which I can't. I personally, it's the one genre of movie I can't watch. I can't watch dog movies. Because at the end of dog movies, the dog always dies. And it's the most depressing, sad thing in the world. Like, nothing's worse than a movie about a dog who dies. And they make them all the time. And people love them. But this time, the dog died because he got, he got tied to the bumper of a car at a, at a rest stop. And, and Clark forgot him there and drove off in the family truckster. And didn't realize until he heard the leash flapping on the car and on the pavement. And stopped and found out and realized he, he, he killed Edna's dog, Aunt Edna. You really going to get mad about that? You know, first off, the dog did piss on the picnic basket all over the bologna sandwiches. And Clark was eating it. You know, while he was doing that hilarious dance. He was sitting there with the sandwich and uh, Christy Brinkley was in the Ferrari. And they're doing that hilarious dance. That scene gets me. Cracks me up. And all of a sudden, they're like, the dog peed on the picnic basket and he spits out the sandwich. I was dying. And Edna keeps eating it because she's a vile human. And then Edna dies. And they just put her on, the, they put her on the, the chair on the front porch and just leave her there. Her dead body sitting in a chair on the front porch of like the cousin or, or something like, I think it was, it might have been like her kid, but their cousin. Not a, not Clark's cousin, but uh, the wife. How? Ellen. Ellen Griswold. Was it Helen or Ellen? Huh. Trivia question. Someone answer that for me. I think it was Ellen. It was either Helen or Ellen. It, it's really stuck in my head right now. I can't. I can't pop it out. Ellen Griswold. I think it was Ellen. But anyway, they they put dead Edna on the front porch, sitting in a chair. Oh my God. Oh my God, I can't believe they did that. So offensive. I'm going to boycott. 
because Edna, who, who was a real pain in the ass the whole trip, she was not a nice person, died in her sleep peacefully. They had to make it to Wally World. What are they going to do? Dropped her off at... The, they were taking her to this house anyway. They weren't taking her to Wally World. So they get to the house. She's dead. She just died peacefully in the back seat. What are they going to do? No, one, The person wasn't even home. It's the middle of the night. Where's he out? Partying, probably smoking drugs. So they plopped Edna on the front porch and they cheesed it out of there. It had the Wally World. But nope. Nope. Killed the dog. <laughs> Left Edna on the front porch. You know, there was a scene in Vacation where the two cousins, when they went to see Eddie and uh, Audrey's talking to her cousin. And they're talking about, she's like, I French kiss. It's like, I do tunes. And then the cousin says, yeah, but daddy says I do it the best. So like people are like incest, like. Well, have you seen Eddie, Cousin Eddie? I wouldn't put it past that crazy bastard to make out with his daughter. But you know what? I would say a, a good amount of people who, here we go, politics, a good amount of people who voted for Donald Trump make out with their, their, their children or cousins. I mean, Donald Trump even thinks his daughter's hot. So either way. But really, that one pissed people off. Well, what can you do? You know, vacation was hilarious. It was literally hilarious. And then fat shaming in uh, the second vac- European vacation. Because Audrey got fat. And she couldn't eat. So they're fat shaming her. Because the boyfriend Jack says she eats too much. I like her thin. You know, the pig and the poke. All that fun stuff. Rusty, the European tour. But what can you do? I mean, people freak out. They actually remade Vacation. It sucked. We're going to talk about... That's one of the movies we're going to talk about in the in the horrible remake podcast coming up. But they left all the funny stuff out. There, no dog died. And you know what? We're going to save that for the other show. But yeah, people were pissed because the dog died. Edna got left on the porch. Cousin Eddie's kissing the daughter. And on and on and on we go. He hijacked the, the security guard with a BB gun. People didn't like that. Promotes... You know, it promotes gun violence and it teaches kids to use a BB gun to go on roller coasters. You know, I I, I can't say I would have done what Clark did, but I understand. You just dr- went through all that to get to Wally World and it was closed. And this is pre-internet, so there's no way to know that the park was closed for renovations. You know, maybe Clark should have, you could have called, you know, check. But, you know, again, it, it was the 80s. You just got in the truck stirring. You, you took off for Wally World or wherever you were going. There was no internet to tell you that they were doing construction. So he was a little pissed. You know, he got stuck in the desert. He's got dying ants, dogs, you know, hubcaps stolen. He robbed the, the hotel or whatever it was at uh, the Grand Canyon. He got pissed. He slammed the counter, the drawer open. He stole the money, promoting thievery. You know what? You're not. You're you're no use to society. You you you're way too stuck. Like, oh my god, people get mad about this stuff. You know. And I don't know why they don't get the, the procedure to help themselves. You know, I believe like when Obama did the healthcare, Obamacare, it was part of a pre-existing condition. Like, you can get the procedure done now. It's considered a pre-existing condition. Insurance companies will cover getting the stick removed out of your ass, thanks to Obamacare. Thanks, Obama. But people aren't getting the procedure. I seriously think people, like, look, they want to be offended. They want things to bother them. All right. Well, here we're about to get into the two movies I really want to talk about today. Saving the best for last. But right now we're going to go into Revenge of the Nerds. And remember what Gilbert said. None of us will ever truly be free until nerd persecution ends. First off, they're mad about jocks picking on nerds. Bullying. There's a big bullying thing going on. No one's happy that the alpha betas are picking on the trilams. Second, the female sorority is called the Omega Moos. Because they're a bunch of heavy set college women who had... A happy set college woman for a sorority. Now, I'm guilty of that back in the day. I am not a registered Republican. I have friends who were, and they were 
very nerdy and dorky, and they're in this thing called the Young Republicans. But whatever, we still went to their, to their. They had things, you know, around the country, around the state. We would go to their 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 uh, events. Can't find the word for it. Shit. And we nicknamed the female Young Republicans the Moose. They were the Omega Moose. Me and my friend Tommy decided to call them the Moose. Because we love nerds. My friend Tommy and I love... That might be our favorite movie. Now, if you've never seen Revenge of the Nerds, 1984, hilarious. I showed this movie to Dirty Bernie. Now, Bernie is a Costa Rican guy who lived with me for a while. And he had never seen it. And this guy's out of control to begin with. But he, he he was pissing his pants, laughing so hard. And to me, I'm bringing culture to people from other countries... And showing them, bringing them laughter by showing him Revenge of the Nerds. And now Costa Rican Dirty Bernie, his funniest movie he's ever seen to him is Revenge of the Nerds. So I, it brought joy to someone from a, from a foreign land. <laughs> no, Dirty Bernie did love that movie. He was cracking up, he was pissing himself. But people were also mad that because uh, Lewis, the, the head nerd, uh, pretended to be the ch- Betty's boyfriend, Stan, Stan Gable, the quarterback, and uh, tricked her into having sex with him again. You know, that's the whole rape thing people are pissed off about. Even though in the movie, after she found out it was him, she fell in love with him right away. So I guess it was a, it was a shady thing to do, you know, but they ended up, you know, by the third Revenge of the Nerds movie, which they did make four, by the way. Uh, him and Betty were married, so you know, get get pissed about it. Maybe he did. Maybe he did rape her. He tricked her. She thought he was Stan Gable, and he was really Louis Skolnick. But people were pissed off about that. You know, it was a lot of nudity. They showed they actually showed Muff, which in the part where they were they were mad because the Trilams were having a party. They were trying to uh, impress the president of. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda fraternity, so they could become a fraternity. They had a party, and the Alpha Betas and the Pies, the Pies were the sorority that were always dated the Alpha Betas. You know, Pi. Do I have to explain why they were called Pies? Because it's part of the Greek. No, they they weren't talking about the Pi PHI. They were talking about, like I said, back in seventies, eighties, Muff. Right, and that's when Takashi, the Chinese guy who also offended people, goes, "Hey, a pie." <laughs> they were called pies because of their muff, you know. And apparently, it's in a triangle shape. They weren't going to call it a pizza, a pizza slice. So they called it a slice. It was like a slice of pie, muff, and they called them the pies. So you had the moos, the pies, the alpha betas. And the Trilams. Also, the Trilams are the football players. They're on the football team. Now, there's a part with the coach who was John Goodman, who was a racist in the film, but whatever. That pissed people off. But the, the thing about the, the football team was all white, and they were good, apparently. And everyone knows that there's no all-white good football team, in the not even in the 80s. And the fact that they're having to practice, there was only like 15 or 16 of them out there. Like, how many people are on this football team? You know? You win your conference, talking about going to a bowl game with 16 players? Who's going to a bowl game with 16 players? Someone needs to recast that. They also, Takashi, the, the Asian dude, was collecting towels when the alphas are going to the shower. And he goes, do you know karate? And he goes, oh, no. And then they put the jock over his head. But anyway, they ruined the party that they were having to, to impress president of the Trilams. I mean, to impress Lambda, 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 which is Trilam, you know, Lambda, 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 it's three, Tri, so Tri, Lam, Lambda, anyway. So the nerds took all these cameras and they went to the Pi's house, their sorority house, and they, they were drilling holes and, and they positioned all these pa- cameras to spy on them. And then they had what was called back in the day, a panty raid. 
where they just ran into all the rooms. The girls were there. Everyone was screaming. They just grabbed their panties out of the dresser drawers, and they were running around and causing chaos. They're like, panty raid and whatever. But people were pissed, you know, in these articles. And probably if they did a panty raid with cameras spying on naked women, shit would hit the fan. And these were the nerds. These were the people who were being bullied, fighting back. So they, so people were outraged at the nerds who were bullied that they were outraged at the... Okay, so they're outraged and nerds are getting bullied. And then outraged at the nerds for the way they fought back. Hmm. What are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? They, they, they... They stormed the pie's house, stole their panties, and they put some cameras up so they could watch them while they're showering and naked. And yeah, you know what? I wouldn't do it. It's kind of creepy. I mean, it's not kind of creepy. It's it's the definition of creepy. But it was a comedy movie. They didn't really do it. It was a movie. And there's probably literally no way that you could actually do that. And not get found out unless you're the, you know, the federal government. But people were pissed. And then they, they destroyed the nerd's house. I mean, these guys were hilarious. Let's just go through the nerds real quick. You had Lewis, Skullnick, Gilbert Lowe. But then you had Poindexter. Hilarious dude. If you've never seen this, go watch it and just watch Poindexter. He's hysterical. And then you had Booger, the offensive, dirty dude who, who was just very vulgar. He would pick his nose and he would drink beer and he would burp. And he, Booger wore a t-shirt that said, give me head till I'm dead. People didn't like that. I actually had one of Booger's shirts. Booger had a shirt that said, who farted? And I wore that once to Hershey Park with my friends. And a woman got disgusted by me because I was wearing it. Come on. I had, really? I ruined your day because I had a who farted shirt on? It, it, she was so pissed. Offended. Angry at me. This is me personally. I ruined her day at the, at the, at the amusement park, at the water park, because I had a who farted t-shirt on. That ruined your whole, your whole day. You're there enjoying family time children time whatever time you're doing you're at you're at a fun park have fun there's a water park you know there's roller coasters there's games prizes rides and all that's ruined because some stranger was wearing a t-shirt that said who farted really god rest your soul good luck with the rest of your life because if that bothered you and this is and at the time i didn't even think anything of it i didn't care i'm I'm personally not PC at all, but I don't try to not be PC. Like, I'm just me. I don't go out of my way to offend people, but people seem seem to get offended every once in a while by me. And a lot of it is because I've been told I have no filter. I, I just say things. Like, I'm a commenter. I say things. And nothing I ever say is, like, racist racist or like insensitive or anything like that it's just straight to the point and i wear a t-shirt that says who farted and that's a and that bothered this woman she got so mad i remember that i just remembered that thank you booger i just remembered that at a hershey park it was like 2008 and this was before the super pc police took over and I didn't think anything of it. And now looking back in retrospect, I can see why now. Because if that was bothering her then, all this stuff now, no wonder they're losing their shit. A who farted shirt ruined her day at Hershey Park. She's like any freaking push her in the wave pool and laugh, point and laugh. There's nothing, you can laugh at someone. But there's nothing worse than when you point and laugh. So just remember that if you really want to bother someone, don't just laugh at them. While you're laughing at them, point at them. Because the point and laugh really bothers people. And that's stuff like I do. And that's why, you know, I'm offensive. I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not even offensive. People just suck. But yeah, point and laugh.
and clap because it hurts their ears. That always throws them off. They start yapping at you, start clapping. Start clapping because it hurts their ears, distracts them. They're like, I'm so pissed at this guy, but why the hell is he clapping? It's good. Do it. Do it. Do it. So anyway, Booger had the gimme head. T- I would love, I actually want, I think I'm going to find that shirt. I'm going to buy it. Gimme head till I'm dead. I'm going to see what people say to me when I walk around in public. Guarantee. Guarantee. You know, we're going to do that when we get the vlog up and running down the road. We're going to see who gets pissed off at a gimme head till I'm dead t-shirt. We're just going to go and see who triggers, who gets triggered by what. And the thing about the t-shirt, like gimme head till I'm dead, it's a good trigger shirt because it's not racist. It's not like insensitive. It, it, it's, it doesn't attack a certain group of people. It just says gimme head till I'm dead. So I can't get called anything, right? I'm sure they'll find something to call me sexist, whatever. But the, I guess with the, the, was it no more or me too? Me too. I guess the me too movement might get pissed at. Give me head till I'm dead shirt. But whatever. We're going to do it because it's not really like attacking a certain group of people. And of course, you know, and really like the champion of me too, the attorney general of New York got caught for sexual like assault and whatever. So, you know, me too that fraud jerk off. But, um, yeah, man. And then there was Lamar. Lamar. Lamar was black and gay. They checked off two boxes on that one. It was black and gay. And then they had this thing called the, um, the, there was like an Olympics. They had like a homecoming festival and like the fraternity and sorority who won all the, the events, they got control of the Greek council. So Lamar was in the javelin throw competition against Stan Gable all-conference quarterback and Wormser who was like a 14 year old super genius but his name is Wormser he was really geeky he was he was a uh, master of aerodynamics and they were like Lamar was getting getting ready to throw he's black and he's gay and he's got the the leg warmers and he looks ridiculous and no one thought he could win but then Gilbert leans in and says Wormser's a master of aerodynamics he designed the javelin to go with Lamar's limp-wristed throwing style. So Lamar starts running, and the javelin is just, like, loose. It's bouncing all over the place, and he throws it, and he wins. But the, I started cracking up when he said to go with Lamar's limp-wristed throwing style. The whole limp-wristed throwing style cracked me up. Limp-wristed throwing style. Classic Ed. But... Do you think that would bother people that they said limp-wristed throwing style? That that would probably piss people off, right? There's so much in that movie that you could go on and on and on. Little things like limp-wristed throwing style. They don't even compare it to like the rape or whatever or the, you know, showing muff on hidden cameras. But limp-wristed throwing style, what can you do? Or like when they kept making fun of Takashi's, the way he talked because he was Asian. You know, and he did the thick Asian thing and him and Booger are playing poker. And he goes, he goes, and, and, and Takashi goes, I think I have a frush. And Booger's like, what the fuck is a frush? He meant flush, but he said frush. And then, and then they were playing the party and they're thinking about what food to get. And Takashi goes, maybe we can get roughs across. And again, Booger is like, what? What the fuck is a robster crawl? Damn it, I just cursed twice. Like, bad curse words. That's the funny thing about now. I can say shit, bitch, dick, stuff like that, douchebag. I can say all that stuff now and not even be R-rated. I can be TV-14 because they have that on TV. But you start dropping F-bombs, C-words, stuff like that. It's no good. Anyway, disregard that. I'm still not marking this as explicit so they can kiss my ass. Um... Yeah, they made fun of his Asian, the way he talked. So people get pissed about that. And on and on and on and on and on and on and on. They go. What can you do? I still highly recommend you watch Revenge of the Nerds. It's one of the funniest movies in the history of funny movies. And the second one is great too. Three and four are horrible, but two is Nerds in Paradise. They go down to Fort Lauderdale for a conference and all hell breaks loose with the nerds. 
I might actually have to do a whole podcast about Revenge of the Nerds and break down the whole thing. Because it's freaking righteously hilarious. But yeah, nerd, the, the title Nerds in Paradise would probably piss people. The fact that nerds is in the title would just drive people crazy. And then the all... And then, like, the kid was getting his ass kicked because they, they trashed their house. And then the nerds were part, like, Lambda, Lambda, Lambda is an all-black fraternity, but the nerds weren't all-black. There, there was only one black guy in, in the nerd group. So that probably would bother people that the only fraternity that would take these guys was an all-black fraternity. You know, there's that joke. Oh, my it, it, it would get hit on so many levels, that film. So many different angles. I'm trying to remember anything else. Because that's the fun thing about podcasts. You can you can get all the stuff together and you can figure out what you want to say and then, you know, you're in the moment and, like, things just slip away. And then some other things just come up, like the whole lady at Hershey Park. That lady was such a bitch. She just looked at me, she goes, That's disgusting. I was like, hey, and I didn't say anything to her. I should have, because trust me, she was definitely a cave troll. I'm like, uh, that you're disgusting, rock biter. She literally was like a miniature version of the rock biter, the rock eater from Never Ending Story, the dude who would just the big dude who just eat rocks. She looked like that, but just smaller, human size, freaking rock biter. God, that lady was so so pissed. She was disgusting. But yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. Check it out. Great film. Great, great film. I got to move on, though, to the one and only number one offensive film of all time, probably. This film would probably... I think it would go farther than just having people's heads explode. People might actually start rioting. And that's The Toy with Richard Pryor. And Jackie Gleason. Now, I watched this the other night to gear up for this, and I probably already forgot stuff about it, but growing up was one of my favorite movies. It was hilarious. I watched it the other night. It's still hilarious. Same thing with Nerds. There's something about these films that they're still funny now. Like, they're timeless. Now, everyone would probably get mad at me. I'll I'll probably lose listeners because I said the toy was funny. But... It was. They could never remake it. There's just... I was talking to Jimmy K about it. We were trying to think of ways they can make it. Like, they would do, like... They could flip it into a gay person or a woman or, or, or like, a Latino or Mexican. Or even even flipping it into a white person just wouldn't work. Like, there's no way that it could ever work. Like, in today's climate. But anyway. Alright, so what's the gist of the toy? Basically... Richard Pryor is a black man. He gets bought as a toy for U.S. Bates' son, Eric. And, you know, the whole racist white guy buys a black guy for his son to be his son's toy. Would <laughs> I mean, just think about it, right? Think about it. Now, first off, the dude's name is U.S. Bates. And they always say, and he has his, his, his Southern wife always goes, U.S. And he's always going, it's U.S., not U.S. So it sounds like U.S. And the son, they keep calling him Master Bates. Get it? Get it? Master Bates. Get it? Get it? Master Bates. Ed, you know, one of Ed's favorite pastimes. Some people like baseball. Some people, you know, build models. Ed Masturbates. But his name is Masturbates. <laughs> so aside from, so like the whole slavery illusion, you know, and there's tons of racism in it. He's actually connected to the KKK. He's literally part. There's At the end, there's a party and the grandmaster of the KKK shows up and he's trying to get the KKK guy to take a picture with the U.S. Senator that is also at the party. And then he's going to use the picture of the Senator with the KKK president. Grand Wizard as leverage over the senator to get his federal charge. Basically, U.S. Bates is Donald Trump. Like, if you if you don't never saw the movie, just picture Jackie Gleason playing Trump. Boom. 
He's the wealthiest, most powerful man in the state of Louisiana. He's, you know, he owns department stores, oil rigs, you know, newspapers. And that's basically where, where it all starts is Jack, Richard Pryor, needs a job. He's broke. He's a writer and a journalist, but he can't get a job because U.S. Bates owns a newspaper and he doesn't hire black people. So he goes to try to get a job and he gets hired as a, as a servant, as, as, um, like a food server. Now all the food servers are black women. And now there's Richard Pryor, black man, and he actually wears the classic black and white maid outfit, a dress. So you have Richard Pryor in a dress and a black maid's dress. And they're serving lunch to about 20 white people at a big table. And all the people serving them are all in the maid outfit, maid's outfits. The French maid, I think it's French maid. You know, the black and white whole thing. Well, they're all wearing those. And so it's all black women serving nothing but 20 white people. And, of course, Richard Pryor in a maid's outfit with a mustache. Skipping, skipping, skipping. He he, he screws up the, the lunch, whatever. But right there, people would freak out that all the servants were black and then they're in the maid's outfits serving all white people. So now he's cleaning, he's a cleaner, overnight cleaner at one of U.S. Bates' department stores. So now the kid, the son, comes and stays with his dad once a week, every year. I guess a week, he's at military school, whatever. They take him to the store, buy him whatever he wants. They come across Jack, who's goofing off in the store, and he gets on the Wonder Wheel, which is this big rubber thing. It's a wheel, and he starts spinning around. And, like, in the background, there's, like, uh, there's like Confederate flag pool rafts and stuff like that. I'm sure the whole the whole Confederate flag pool raft would really fire some people up, but it's Louisiana. What can you do? You know, and that's the whole thing. You know, if someone wants a Confederate flag pool raft, go for it. It's not like you know the stat. Like I get the the reminders, the flags on state capitals and the, the statues. Yes, they do remind people of a very oppressive time. But if someone wants to put a pool raft in their own backyard, go for it. I don't give it. You know, who cares? But. You probably can't even buy them, probably don't even sell them, you know. If you want the flag of a losing army that, you know, committed treason against the United States and murdered United States soldiers, go for it. You know, have fun, but, you know, don't talk to me about patriotism. So anyway, Eric sees him in the store, and he's like, I want that. And they're like, they thought he was talking about the Wonder Wheel. He was like, no, I want the black man. He actually said, I want the black man, not even just the man. And they put, so they paid him and then they, they shipped him to the kid's mansion. Now they, they brought him there in a box, a big wooden box with styrofoam peanuts in it. I mean, how, how angry could, people would lose their minds, lose their minds. If there was a movie in 2018 where a rich guy, especially with Trump as president, because U.S. Bates basically was Donald Trump. I watched it, complete comparison, totally. And if you've seen Donald Trump's sons, they're little douchebags like this kid was, total douchers. And if you, so with that whole family actually in the White House right now, if they were, they couldn't. If they release this now, it would probably be the worst thing to happen to, to, to DT. But people would freak out because it would, it would have so many comparisons to, to Trump and his douchebag son. But just the fact that a, a rich, wealthy, powerful, white man, racist man buys a black guy to be his son's toy, to play with his son. I mean, it... it <laughs> I can't even begin to think what people would do. Like, I don't even think it would go beyond tweets and boycotts. Like, people would literally, it would, a couple of people probably die, first off. It, it would be the first case of anyone ever dying from butthurt. It would definitely be, like, the first reported case of, like, where they, they would write on the death certificate, cause of death offended like it would literally cause it would, it would kill people there would be a couple people who dropped dead not a lot not a bunch but there'd be a few that would just you know 
get so besides themselves. (laughs) There's that word again, beside themselves. They would get so beside themselves that they would just croak, would just die. Oh my God. Like, and then you'd have all the talk shows going on for him to be all over freaking CNN and MSNBC. And then the really bad part is you'd have some, you'd have like crisis actress, Tommy Lauren going nuts, defending it. And like, then wondering why people throw things in her face. Like you would literally have people defending it and they'd be like free speech, free speech, but you have to stand for it. It it, it would be a nightmare. Entertain me. And that's a douchebag move on my part that I would find entertainment and everyone going back and forth over this movie. But what can I say? I have, I have some denozzle moments. We all do. All right. Let's not kid ourselves. Everyone has a denozzle moment in their lives. Some have them more often than others. The key is to limit your denozzle moments. Everyone has them. There's no one getting around being a douchebag. We all have denozzle moments. But you want to limit to limit them. You know, you want to keep them to like one or two a year. You know, not one or two a day, which most people do now. But if you you know, if you can wean off the douchiness, you know, get yourself down to one denozzle move a month and then one every three months, one every six months, get yourself to one or two a year. And you're good. But yeah, I would I would really, really crack up laughing. The, the social medias, I wouldn't be able to go on because they would just be ridiculous. There'd probably be some f- people fighting, you know, in real life. There'd be protests at movie theaters nationwide. And then you'd have people fighting and you'd have... You'd have the KKK showing up to defend the movie, and then you'd have Black Lives Matter showing up to be mad about the movie. Even though Black Black Lives Matter is such a weird thing too, because they don't like black men. It's weird. They they they're totally against like black fathers. They, it's all about it's all liberal white liberals paying a couple of people to organize a group. And this isn't even about that. <sighs> no Black Lives Matter. Irrelevant. But people would be freaked out. But the movie itself was hilarious. They actually become friends. They actually build a relationship. The douchebag kid becomes not so much of a douchebag kid. Becomes a good kid. And, you know, you see the depth of his character. He he just wants attention from his dad. No, he gets shipped off he's shipped off to military school every year. He has no real relationship with any of his parents. And he just wants a friend, a real friend. And he gets one in Jack, the black dude, who actually fall actually grows to care about the kid and becomes friends with the kid. And they start a newspaper together and then the kid, they write, they expose all of U.S. Bates' darkest secrets and they write a newspaper about all the bad things that U.S. Bates does. And it's just a kid getting his dad's attention. And like U.S. Bates fires fires a dude because he's got sweaty palms. He won his butler in a pool game. He's a big-time racist. He doesn't hire black people or Latino people. And, you know, he's part... He's has Grand Wizards of KKK at his house. He's got a domino set. He's got this big domino thing he sets up, but then Jack knocks him over. It's a riot. You know, he put piranha in, in the lake, in the river, and then Jack doesn't believe that there's piranha in there. He says there's no piranha, and then the piranha attack him. It's hilarious. Good times. Slapping high fives. You know, you laugh your ass off if you just enjoy it for what it is. But there's no way that movie could be made now. Like, there's not even a remake scenario where they could tone that down. It just can't be done. But it's one of the best movies ever made. And I get it. I get the whole, you know, it doesn't look, the whole optic. But you have to look at art for what it is. And films are art and comedies. And the the thing is, is Richard Pryor did it. It's not like he got, like, he didn't read the script and be like, wow, this is so offensive. I can't do this movie. He did it. You know, because he's a comedian. He understood the humor in it. Couldn't happen now, though. Especially after those jerk-offs in Charlottesville. Couldn't do it. But it was a good movie, you know? The wife with the fake boobs. What the hell was her name? Fancy. 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 Oh, you ass. 
It's U.S. Mr. Bates. But yeah, even Master Bates would probably piss people off. Well, it was a funny movie, you know, and he plays tricks on Jack. And then they're throwing, they're, they're chasing Jack at one point because they have a dinner party. The kid ruins and Jack leaves and all the drivers are outside going, get him. He's a Negro. He's probably smoking the marijuana on drug. Get him. There's all white people chasing him and he's got a Spider-Man outfit on and he's running down the driveway, throwing grass at him in a Spider-Man outfit with white socks. There's all these white dudes chasing him, yelling, it's a Negro. He's probably on drugs. So that probably wouldn't go over well. No one would even appreciate the fact that he was wearing Spider-Man pajamas at the time and white socks. But yeah, I mean, if you've never seen it, try to find it and watch it. Um, If you have, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know it was was a hilarious movie. So I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, that's it. And that's really where we're at. You know, I get offensive stuff, but then there's just, it goes, it's beyond the point now. You know, it's so beyond the point. And it's some, at some moment, we just have to say to ourselves, who gives a shit? It's a joke. Who gives a shit what this person said? Who who really cares? Like even the Roseanne tweet, it was awful, but who get like at some point we just have to realize we have to draw a line. There's messed up stuff in this section. There's definitely a gray section, but the gray you can't lose your mind over the gray. You know? And you can't only be offended when it's someone not from your political party, loyalties all those zombies out there and then not offended when, when it is someone from your party and you can't, you know, have crisis actors running around like that chick and that dude hogwash two biggest crisis actors. And that'd be the thing you'd have, you'd have all the, the, the paid crisis actors would come out to defend the toy and to be, Beside themselves over the toy. Then you've had everyone else going nuts. Nuts. Oh man, I almost wish like they would show it somewhere at like an old drive-in somewhere. And just see what people happen. See what happens. That'd be great. But anyway, time to roll. I got a bail. I got stuff to do. Alright, I got I'm gonna get out of here, but I'm just gonna leave you with that, you know. Draw the line between comedy and actually, like, tasteless things. Like, there's there's tasteless jokes, you know? And, and remember, when you're telling a joke, if you can't tell that, if you can't tell that joke in front of everybody, then don't say it. Or you're just a coward. But, it, you know, if, if you don't care, then say it in front of whoever, you know? If there's a joke that you don't think you can say in front of any person, then that that's bad. Let that be let let that be your uh, your way to judge your own personal jokes. All right, or have have the youngins have the balls to say your joke in front of anybody. Stand by your joke. But at the end of the day, jokes a joke, right? Some aren't, some are, but yeah, what can you do? But yeah, that's, that's this week's project, you know, the human condition, the mind and soul of America, the PC police, and oh my God, would they be outraged over movies from the eighties? And I think it's only really the eighties. I guess you could look back in the seventies and stuff and see if something bothered people. But, uh, the eighties were great. They, They were classic, classic comedy films that, aren't duplicated now all of them but uh yeah so i want to thank you all for for tuning in again all my projectors out there you know pass pass the word along about the project share it on your on your social medias check me out on twitter at the joey p project and on itunes subscribe to it share it pass it around um 
don't get overly offended either by anything on the project because I'm just talking about you and Americans and people. You know, reality is reality. You know, people act the way they act. You know, they want to boycott everything. They're outraged all the time. If people weren't doing that, I'd ha- I wouldn't be talking about it. But don't get don't get all pissed off if someone says something you don't like. You know, ninety percent of the time it's not worth it, and it's not even that offensive. You know, focus on on the ten percent of time where it's really just shitty stuff. Someone that happens, and it, it actually is needs to be called out. But you can't do it all the time. All right, I'll check you got. All right, well. Once again, you know, like I said just before, thanks thanks for giving me a listen, you know. And stay tuned for more 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 fun stuff. Especially when we finally get that damn episode, Hairless Pets. It's later. I'm Joey P. The Joey P Project.